the Hekalot says in chapter 9 verse 163 that like in that time when your eyes are lifted up to mine and mine eyes are lifted up to yours at the time you say before me holy for the breath which goeth forth from your mouths at the time moveth and rises up before me as a pleasant savor i want to just take a moment right now and release the breath of life that dwells within you that formed the eternity within your spirit within your within your heart actually i just want you to take a moment right now pause the recording and allow the Lord to minister to you right now as you exude that life back to him in ministry. So just take a moment right now and pause the recording. Otherwise, if you're done with that, welcome back to the Guardians of Worlds podcast. Uh, this is episode eight. And today we are looking at the angel of Kavod or the angel of the face. You know, the paradigm of, uh, of the face and the Kavod, the face of God as a divine deity, actually surfaced first in uh, Jacob and Enoch traditions. So when we go to the book of the Jubilees of Moses, we find that in Jacob traditions, rabbis at the time and people that actually studied Enoch literature and, and uh, the book of uh, Genesis, the part where it says that uh, when, when Jacob was being led by the angels, when he was fleeing from his brother and then he has the, the, the ladder experience, the, the ascension and descending experience, that time in Genesis 28.12, Let's actually go there. It says that he, that is Jacob, had a dream and behold, a ladder was fixed in the earth with its top reaching towards the heavens. And on that day, the they, that means the angels, ascended to the heavens on high and said, come and see Jacob the pious whose image is fixed or engraved in the throne of glory and whom you have desired to see. So what basically happens is that the angels who are with Jacob ascend to the heavenlies and then they, they speak to the angels who are there these angels who are actually desired to see Jacob because Jacob's face is engraved on the throne of Yohabab. So these angels who are desired to see Jacob come down and then they begin to ascend and descend to see Jacob because his face is engraved on the throne of glory. Now, basically, in the, in the past, people have actually like studied this paradigm from Enoch literature with books like Moses' Jubilees, the Hekhalot, uh, and other apocrypha, which are actually things I encourage most of you to get into if the Lord leads you there, because a lot of the truth that we actually would need to hear, or the, a lot of the truth that builds the foundation actually un, un, unfolds for us many mysteries are hidden in some of these books, just because they were excluded from the Bible because of various reasons. In the past when the Bible was actually being compiled, or actually at the time when when the rabbis were passing on these scrolls, there are a lot of things that didn't exactly make sense to them. So they, some of them might have excluded some of these things. So when these things were being passed, like when the Bible was being compiled, you know, like the KJV and all that, and when it was being passed, some of the people at the time who had authority and power to do these things actually didn't have enough paradigm to handle or didn't have enough of the revelation of God to understand some of these mysteries. So they excluded some of these books from the Bible. And I have to also... I have to also state that some of these books that are out there, many of them actually have a bit of fault with them. You get so that means that they 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 have gone through various and tons of editing and various various levels of editing. That means that many of the revelations that actually are profound are being removed simply because they actually don't make sense. Now, like Jacob's face being enthroned at the throne of glory. When you go to a traditional Bible, that scripture is not there. It was pulled out because it seemed like it it um, elevated Jacob to a place where he was actually 
to, to the extent where he was almost labeled a deity, almost labeled the anthropomorphic extent of the deity who was actually labeled the face of God or the Kavod. Now the Kavod is a being that I want us to get much deeper in because there's a lot that is happening in this time. And like I said, we're going to begin to reveal a lot of the things that are, that are the foundation of everything that is happening in this end time. Now, which actually takes me to a vision a friend of mine had where she had just, she was studying this gospel and then she had a, actually a dream. And in this dream, she was with one of my sisters. And then she looks up to the sky and then she sees the clouds. Now it was very beautiful. And in the clouds, she saw a lamb and she saw a face. And then she taps my sister and points at the lamb and points at the face. And I remember her saying that when she looked at the lamb, there was something about it that was very special. She understood that these were two, messiah, two messiahs that hadn't been known by the church. She looked at the lamb and of course, in the past, she had understood that there was only one messiah and there was only one son of God and there was only one lamb. But as she looked at this lamb, she understood that this lamb was the messiah and was the Lord himself, but it wasn't Yeshua. And then she looked at the face and she, she actually didn't, I don't remember whether she picked much, she picked much about the face, but I remember she was telling me about this lamb and she said that this, I saw this lamb and I simply understood that this was not Jesus and yet it was a messiah and it was good. And it, this actually basically builds on to what I've been telling you about the other messiahs of God and, and moving out from the conventional paradigm that the church has actually had for a long time. So we have to come to that place where we understand that there's actually a lot that the Lord is revealing in this time because it says in Habakkuk that I will work a work in your days that you shall not believe in if it was told you. Now we have actually entered the manifestation of this paradigm and we have to constantly open ourselves for the Lord to sow these paradigms within ourselves. So today I want us to look at the angel of the face or the angel of Kavod because there's a special work that she works in this day and in this age and it's very special. So this is actually the lamb that this friend of mine was looking at and then that face that was engraved in the clouds that this friend of mine also looking at is the face of God. Now the face of God is, has gone through many, very many scholars in Jacob tradition and the Enoch tradition and all these other things. But I want us to basically narrow it down to it's the mystery that it carries. So when we go to, uh, let's start off by going to the book of Revelations. Revelations 12, 1 says that, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Then it goes on to say, and she being with child cried, travailing in birth and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and 10 hoods and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. For to devour her child as soon as it was born. Now, then verse 5 says, And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God, caught up unto God and to his throne. So around it takes me back to around 2018 or early 2019 when my nephew at the time he was seven, he came he had a vision, he had a very powerful vision where he met one of his angels, his personal angels, and this angel was actually taking him through an experience. You can say a dream within a dream, or you can say a, he, he, he was in a dream, like the way the Lord says, I reveal it to a dreamer of dreams. So he was having a dream, and we shall get much deeper into the understanding of that another time. So, And 
while he was having this dream and all this vision, when this vision was unfolding, I remember he was, there was a sword that he was revealed to him, which I'll actually get into. But then the part I'm very interested in was the angel told him that don't accept for one second that the son of God has not been born. Don't allow the devil to deceive you that the son of God has not been born. And it says that the Messiah has been born, the child of God, the Christ. So at that time, it was around 2018, 2019. And then, of course, he's around seven and he has learned about the Lord and he has learned about only three persons and, and Yeshua as the only son of God. So he comes and he asks me about this. Then I, I give him a brief rundown of what it means. But one of the things that stood out for me was at the time he was only seven. And he's, not, he's actually not older, but he's, he was seven. And the Lord was telling him such powerful things. And I was thinking, wow, how is it that the Lord is revealing such powerful things to these people? And yet, like someone of that age, and yet there was a mystery there that the Lord began to reveal to me later on about identity and about so many things that are happening in this end time that we have to actually learn to perceive and we have to learn to grow in. So when we go back to the woman and the child, we understand that the child who is brought forth, who I actually spoke about in the previous podcast, is the son of man we actually see coming. From with the clouds of heaven to the ancient of days and the kingdom is actually given to him so we have to get an understanding of this and which actually we are going to but just to give you a clear clearer picture of what i'm talking about now this lamp who was actually slay this lamp who uh this friend of mine saw in the clouds is who i want us to actually look at because it's that's jerusalem the mother of all when you go to the book of esdras just to give you a brief picture of of who this lady is uh, the book of esdras which is actually also another uh book that is a part of the apocrypha that was pulled out of the bible which is actually fourth esdras it says that and when i had spoke these things in my heart i lifted up my eyes and saw a woman on my right and behold she was mourning and weeping now this is ezra the prophet speaking he says that she was mourning and weeping with a loud voice and was deeply grieved in her heart and her clothes were rent and she had ashes upon her head so I'm just going to go down to that's uh, chapter 10 now. It says, chapter 10 verse 1 says, And it so came to pass that when my son entered his wedding chamber, he fell down and died. Now this is this is Jerusalem, the mother of all speaking. Then it says that then we all put out the lights and on all my neighbors and friends attempted to comfort me. So I remained quiet until the evening of the Sunday. So let me briefly run you through the story. So first of all, uh, the woman uh, says that she was born for many years that is jerusalem the mother of zion she was barren for very many years and then the lord had her cry and gave her a son an only son and then this only son grows up of course she wins the child this child grows up and gets to a place where he's about to get married but then immediately he entered into his bridal chamber he died now that's why it says that's where verse 1 of chapter 10 says and it came to pass that when my son entered his wedding chamber he fell down and died then it goes down to verse 7 that says, For Zion, the mother of us all, is full of heaviness as in it, and is in deep grief and great humiliation and is in mourning very sore. So when you look at this, there is an interpretation that Uriel, the mother, gave Ezra the prophet, which is one dimension of what he could perceive at the time. But this, this vision is very deep to the point that we now see here where this child that is actually lifted up this child is, that is actually lifted up to the Lord, immediately he's born, actually also pays a price because when we go to the book of Zechariah, it says, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. That's actually the price that this son pays. Wait, 
where the woman says he fell on and died immediately he entered his wedding chamber so there's something there's actually a mystery i want us to get into uh much later but for now let us just dwell on this the, the woman and the child so i was telling someone recently that we have to get to the place where we understand that when it comes to for example when it comes to dwelling places and and uh everything in heaven we have to understand that there's a law that governs that and that law is basically is what is used to make the place so let's say heaven uh, let, let's say every creature is assigned a law of their dwelling that means that man is made from the law of his dwelling so your, your first you can say your first law the first law of your being is made from your dwelling that's why you see when wisdom came down to make man she took of the dust of the earth and she she took of every other you know all the particles around the dew of the dew of the grass and all that and then she comes together and forms the first law of man that's what we look at actually as the body but actually the body is actually simply a part of the first law of man i mentioned that man is made of various souls so the body is just a part of the first soul of man but you know we're, we're going actually going to get much deeper into this when we're looking at uh, the order of the last adam uh this weekend at the school of ascension if you're interested in being there you go to the website at schoolofascension.direct.io then you register and shall send you an email with the details or you can reach me on any of my social media platforms and I'll 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 give you a brief rundown and I'll send you all the details if you want to be a part of it you just you know so we basically understand that the first soul of man entails the body and other of course other parts but the body is one of them so when the body was made it was made in correlation the laws of the earth and the laws of the earth are made by the blueprint of the purpose of god so god had a plan a plan that he wanted to execute for man in the earth so he was trying to replicate what was already in heaven what he had in heaven with man on earth so man was supposed to stand in the place that he actually had in heaven so what he does is that he makes the earth and then he gets from the from the law of the earth from the blueprint that the earth had he he forms the man that's why the man actually had the ability to drag creation down his path so whatever path man takes he has the ability to drag creation because that law just doesn't simply allow you to interact with the earth but and, and affect the earth but it also allows you to lead the creation to a direction that's why man is a very special creature so one of those laws which is actually jerusalem the mother of all i want us to go to let's see isaiah isaiah 51 i believe isaiah 51 16 says and i have put my words in thy mouth and i have covered thee in the shadow of mine hand that i may plant the heavens and lay the foundation of the earth and say unto zion thou art my people so there's a mystery um instructed not to get into right now but there's a mystery i wanted to show you from the scripture that speaks about the time of the creation of the new heaven the new earth and the new jerusalem but we shall get into that much later i think we shall cover that in the school of ascension so i really encourage all of you that are listening that are interested in growing the mysteries of you have in ascension to to join us this sunday the 28th of november as we're going to look at very many mysteries in depth and we're going to look at the last adam and, and uh, who their last adam actually is because there are things that we need to clarify about the paradigm that is you know that is being circulated about the last adam so back to this so when we go to jerusalem the mother of all remember that i mentioned that in the previous podcast that this jerusalem the bride of god is actually a person is a being one of the spirits of god 
that we need to look at who is actually the angel of the first. So there are two messiahs that are supposed to manifest in this end time right now. One of them is the face, that is the face of God, and the other is the angel of the face. So we need to understand the mystery of being that exists within us. And let me just show you a scripture that actually speaks about these two messiahs. So let's go to Re Revelation 11. It says that, And there was given me a reed like unto a rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, and the altar, and them that worship therein. But the court that which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles in the holy city. Shall they trade underfoot forty and two months? I actually covered this. And says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed with sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. So I remember the Lord has taken me through this mystery a few years ago where I was in a meeting with a, with a few friends of mine and, and something special happened. The Lord began to reveal to me a book. And that book, I remember that on, that on top of that book was written on the New Testament. Like not actually the new, what, what we refer to as the New Testament, but it was written on New Testament. Like it was a, a, a whole other testament that was coming to the earth. So I remember when I looked at this book, an angel came. This angel was called Metatron, the angel. And then when she came, she 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 actually rested upon me and then she began to reveal to me a beautiful house. It was really beautiful. I actually started seeing it with the face on my left. So it, I started seeing it with my east face. And then when I because it was on it was on my left actually. So when I turned I, I could actually, I, I actually didn't turn, but the first on my left was seeing it. And I was actually, I was using now both faces, but I turned predominantly to use the first on my left. So while I was looking at this house, it was so beautiful. I could see colors that was, colors that stood out and things about this house that was so special. And then the Lord began to tell me about the, the building of the new Jerusalem and the building of the new heaven and the new earth and how through identity this was being constructed. And I began to see the depth of each of this. And he began to reveal to me the New Testament. And he told me that the New Testament, what we refer to as the New Testament right now, which is the Testament of Grace and Truth, was, is incomplete. So there remains a rest promise. When we travel from the seventh day to the eighth day, because the seventh day is, not, is perfect, but it's not complete, which in our English dialect is actually, it cannot be because something that is perfect is complete. The seventh day, which is the testament of grace and truth, is perfect but not complete. That's why the Bible says that there remains a rest promised. Because when we receive this rest, we understand that there is still a transformation and transfiguration that we need to go through for us to tap into the perfect man. That's why it's, the Bible says that uh, he that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies by the same spirit that dwells within you. You get the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies. And then that will... That, that, that's how we come to the place of becoming the perfect man where we are transfigured to the perfect man from the first soul to your spirit you transfigured to the perfect man so let's let, let's let's keep going so that's why this person this angel of the face is very important because this is a person that has been in our face for a while that we have confused for so many things and i just want to narrow it down because i remember I remember a few a few years ago, right before I started my journey, this journey with God into the mystical realms, I remember I was seated in my room and then the angel, the like an angel came 
I remember this angel was referred to as might. And then this angel comes and she began to tell me that about a lot that has been misunderstood about in Christ. And she began to tell me that she wanted to lead me a certain path. And you get so. I think I've mentioned this before. I believe I've mentioned this before. And all I remember was when we went to that garden, there were codes, mathematical codes that were revealed to me. And I remember I made sure I went to this garden this morning before I recorded this podcast because there were mathematical codes revealed to me that day. And today while I went to that garden, I remember there was a treasure that was revealed to me. It was it was so special. We shall get much deeper into it. But we need to understand that this this book that the Lord showed me that he, he wants to release, this book that is actually he's he's releasing he's not simply a book but it's a person so when we look at when we go to uh, the book of revelation it speaks about this this person actually in jerusalem the mother of all and it, it it enlightens us about let's let's go to verse 6 it says and the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of god that she should feed that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days you get so there's a lot happening in this time in what is referred to as the three and a half years, we need to understand that the Bible has very many mysteries like time we need to figure out because three and a half years in the Bible doesn't necessarily translate to three and a half years right now because we, remember I told you that time is not about the duration but what is written of it. So if whatever is supposed to happen in those three and a half years happens in one year, then that mystery has been fulfilled of which I'm actually here to tell you that a lot of that mystery has already been fulfilled. And we have just a few years right before uh, the, the rapture happens. So what actually happens in this three and a half years reveals who this person is, who the angel of the face is. So basically, the kavod is the face of God. Let me, let me let, We looked at the face in the previous podcast when we, were talking about, when we were talking about the nature of God and the prophecies of God. And I mentioned that the face is the very essence of a being is that it's the law of a being and the face is 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 not simply our countenance but it's the entire being so you can call your first your first um your first soul your your face your you can call your first soul like uh your main face if i'm to say like you get so that face of yours which let's say your body that's is, is your first face that's why that body actually has a lot of abilities that body can Let's not even without your brain, that body can listen. Without your ears, it it can it can exude a certain frequency. It can. I remember I mentioned an experience when I was talking about interactive being of um of touching with the hands of my, one of my ex girlfriends. Now that is part of you understanding this mystery where you touch with the hands of God, you see with the eyes of God, you 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 you, you get it. Eh? You, you you test with the blood of God and all these things. So th- there's a lot that that we need to cover. But like, let's just let's just stick to the first right now. So so when we go back to the book of Ezra, it says that that is um, when Ezra receiving when Uriel the Malak comes to give Ezra the interpretation. It says, and it came to pass while I was talking with her, behold, her face upon a sudden shined exceedingly. And her countenance glistered, so that I was afraid of her and mused what it might be. And behold, suddenly she made a great cry, very fearful, so that the earth shook at the sound of the woman. 
And I looked and behold the woman appeared to me no more. But there was a city built and a large place shone itself from the foundations. Then was I afraid and cried with a loud voice and said, <laughs> and said, Where is Uriel the Malak who came to me at first for he has brought me into this overpowering bewilderment and my end has turned into corruption. <laughs> Imagine blasting a person who is actually the, the, the new Jerusalem, who is actually the name of Yahweh himself. So this is actually what happened. So the new Jerusalem, what happens is, is as, uh, as Uriel is, is, is still pouring on, on her, his grief and what she, she transforms into this beautiful new Jerusalem desire. And I just want to show you a bit of, of, uh, of this. Because Zion at, at the moment as we speak is being designed and it's being built, but it's not being built as a city that is being built. It's being built as a person walking to the fulfillment of their being. That's this woman walking to the fulfillment of her being. Now when she reaches the fulfillment of her being, that is when the bride has been made ready for Yeshua. That's when we can actually say that the wedding, the time for the rapture is coming because Yeshua is coming back for his Gentile bride. So that he can give time for the redemption of his Jewish bride, which will actually be revealed by his name. Remember, I mentioned that it says that you shall not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, the person who comes in the name of the Lord, who we shall actually see as Jesus, is actually not Jesus, but the great right hand of Macomb. Now, the great right hand of Macomb has a sharp connection with the angel of the face. And I showed you in uh, the book of, the book of secrets of Enoch, that is second Enoch where, there was Adoel and Arches, the two spirits of the creation. One of them was the light of creation and the other was the spirit of creation. The light of creation is the one we're talking about right now, the virgin of light. The, the being who actually puts your spirit within you. So let's go much deeper into this. Let's go to Jerusalem, the mother of all. That is in, uh, that is in the book of Micah 4.1. It says that, But in the last days it shall come to pass, the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top, of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and the people shall flow unto it and many nations shall come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the lord and to the house of the god of jacob and he shall teach us of his ways and we shall walk in his paths it says for the lord shall go forth of zion and the word of the lord from jerusalem then it says and he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar so we need to understand I mentioned, actually, I didn't mention, but we need to understand that the law that goes forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem is basically these two messiahs that were seen. The first, who is the law of God, because there are 12 laws of Zion and there are 12 laws of the new Jerusalem. These 12 laws are 12 beings that exist in the face. Each of these beings are the Lord himself. So I, I know it's a bit heady. Then there are 12 beings of the new Jerusalem or the word of the Lord. Remember that there's a difference between the word of the Lord and the word of God. The word of God is the one that came as Yeshua, is Yeshua. But then the word of the Lord is, is the new Jer the, the Jerusalem, the mother of all. There's a difference between the word, the template Lord and the template God. We saw that Tetragrammaton is the template Lord, but then God is a different template uh, altogether. So, we need to understand that the law that goes forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem are two different creatures. I mentioned this when I was talking about 
the, the ride on the fast horse in Jerusalem. Why it says that? Let's 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 go there. To the ride on the the ride on the fast horse, and I show you. It says that that's uh, Revelations five. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaim with a loud voice, "Who is worthy to open the book and to lose the seals thereof?" And no man in heaven nor in the earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look therein. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look therein. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold the land of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. Now, this is where what I was telling you comes to play. Remember that I, I once mentioned when I was talking about... Uh, when I was talking about time, that the land of the tribe of Judah and the root of David are two different creatures. I just want to clarify that and say the lion of the tribe of Judah and the root of David are not Yeshua. You get so what happens is that Yeshua comes and then he, he unseals, he 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 tears the veil to the holy place. But then there's a veil to the most holy place that is left. Remember that there are two veils, and I spoke about this when I was teaching about Capricornus. There are two veils. The first veil has been ripped, so we We've made our way to the most holy place, and that most holy place has a holy of holies within it. But then also, there remember that there are two temples. So the most holy place is the temple of itself, which has a holy of holies in it. But then the holy place as well is also a temple that has the most holy place within it. So what we where we are as the church right now in the place of being born again is the place where we are in the first temple. Remember, it says that the temple of the tabernacle of testimony. That means that the tabernacle of testimony, and then there's a temple within that tabernacle of testimony. Now, the temple of that tabernacle of testimony is where we actually are right now. So we have to go from the, that holy place into this, the second holy place. And remember that temple is a being I spoke of as the eternal king. So the eternal king is two temples. The first temple is who we refer to as Metatron. Now, Metatron, I've, I've cleared this before, is not actually, there's, there are actually three Metatrons. The first Metatron is Enoch, who is Enoch, the son of Jared, who walked with God and was not. And I, I cleared this in the in the previous podcast where I said that after the ascension of Enoch, Enoch was turned into an angel. Actually, he's one of the highest ranking angels right now in heaven. And he was turned into an angel and he was named after the, uh, the book of third Enoch says he was given the name of his creator, Metatron. And then he was giving 72 names like the 72 explicit names of God. But then we have two Metatrons that we're actually studying. So one of those Metatrons is what we actually look at is one of the two Messiahs I'm speaking about, the Kavod and the Angel of Kavod, which I'm actually going to take you much deeper in. So let, let, let me actually show you this scripture. that just clarifies this a bit. So when we go to um, the Hek, when we go back to the Hek Halot, it says, in chapter chapter 29, verse 278, it says, Thereupon did Rabbi Nehuya, I'm not sure if that's the pronunciation, but uh, bear with me, Ben Hakana, my master, take me from my father's house and bring me into the chamber of the temple in which the Sanhedrin met. Now, um, so, okay, I want to talk a little bit about the Sanhedrin, but let's, let's first move on. And then it says, And it caused me to swear by a great seal, and by a great oath which appertaineth to Zeb Horiel, the Lord God of Israel, who is Metatron, the Lord God of Israel, God of the heavens and God of the earth, God of gods, God of the sea and God of the land. And he revealed the secret of the law which was in his possession. So 
we need to understand that there's Metatron Enoch, the son of Jared. But then there's Metatron Zeb Horiel. Now, Zeb Horiel is, is what we look at as uh, the Lord, the word of the Lord. Remember, there's a difference between the word of the Lord and the word of God. These are two different creatures because it says, the Lord shall go forth of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he, you get. So when we're looking at this, we need to understand that um, that we need to understand that there are different metatrons in play here. There are three, two of which are the messiahs. The first one I mentioned is Metatron, the angel, who is the angel of the face or the angel of Kavod. And I'm going to actually show you in scripture that this person exists. Then the second one is the Kavod, the face of God, who is Metatron. So one of them is a one of them is a walks the earth as a man, the other as an angelic figure and i want to show you this in depth so let's go to um well let's let's go to let's go back to the hekalot chapter 9 verse 164 it says and bear witness to them witness of what he have seen what i do to the future of the face of jacob or your father which is graven for me upon the throne of my glory now this is the holy one speaking while seated on the throne and says for the time when you say before me, holy, I bow down upon it and clasp it and embrace it and kiss it. My hands rest upon its arms three times as against the three times that you say before me, holy. Now, this is the Lord himself speaking about the face of Jacob that is engraved on the throne. Now, the face of Jacob uh, pertains or is tied to the 72 names, 72 explicit names of God that are written on his throne. Now, we, we need to understand, I, I mentioned that this law that comes forth of Zion are 12 separate laws. These 12 laws are 12 beings. They present the, they present the nature of the Almighty because they are made in image. It's the law of the Almighty. They are made in image of the Almighty. That's why we actually see it in the book of uh, we actually see it in the book of Revelation that says that for the spirit of Christ, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Christ. Now a testimony is basically uh, the revelation of a being. So it says, if it says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Christ, it means that when we look at the spirit of prophecy, we have seen Christ. And I already mentioned that the spirit of prophecy will return and we shall look at that, that being and say, wow, Christ has returned. And yet it's actually not Christ, it's actually that spirit, the angel of the face. So we need to understand that there are things that, <laughs> there are things that are in the scriptures, there are beings that are beings that are recorded in scripture actually that are the lord himself but we don't understand that they are the lord simply because their identities have been concealed but are continuously being open like when we go back to the book of revelations as i was showing it says that the lamb and i behold and it says that and when he had taken the book the four beasts of oh, where were we it says and one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to lose the seven seals thereof. So this now you know you know what book we're actually talking about here. This book that was in the hand of he who was seated on the throne. This book which actually required, you know, the breaking of a seal requires a person to transform or transfigure to a different creature. So if there's a veil, we have one side, point A and point B. For you to get to point B and yet you're in point A, there's a veil that there's a veil that you need to cross. That veil requires that you lose one law. So for example, when a person dies, there's actually a veil right now that lays between heaven and earth. So when a person dies, that veil is torn and then they are being 
or their the law that is still attached to the earth that is your body your the body that is a part of the first soul remains on the earth because it's not perfect that law is not permitted to enter the heavens yet just like adam walked in walked in both heaven and earthly realms but his ascension to heaven was not perfect like we are going to have when we get raptured you get so when you actually transfigure when you get to the place of being perfect of being born of water and the spirit then can you cross that veil with your being with your body i've had of of um i've had of experiences where someone says i crossed the veil they crossed the veil with their body i i know that there are dimensions that we can do this cuz i've tried to do this at some dimensions but getting the fullness of this implies that you have you've actually been born of water and of the spirit and i mentioned that as as okay recently there were only two people who had actually done that, who had actually ascended and descended from heaven and but the beauty about all this is that the lord is pouring his spirit a second time that is actually going to usher us into this place now the spirit of god that is being poured the one that you is given to you when you're getting born of water and of the spirit is the spirit is the angel of kavod that's what actually to care about the spirit of prophecy you see there's a difference i remember you have was telling me that there's oh, there are offices that is actually going to return to the church now these offices one of these offices um one of, and these offices are going to facilitate the transformation into the transformation of order and the and the transformation of testament because we have a creature or a being who is coming in the likeness of Moses so when this being comes that being is going to just like Moses brought us the law just like Jesus brought us the, the law that ushered us into the, the testament of grace and truth this being is bringing us a law that is going to usher us into the testament of h that is the, the tetragrammaton the full and perfect law of god that we, that which whose coding is going to be written deep within us i know that you, you just you know how uh, computers have encryptions in their codes and they understand ones and zeros we, we as beings also have all these encryptions that are written within our code now when these encryptions play in resonance with your being you and you you get to ascend and tap into the ascended Christ you 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 dwell within him that's why he says you shall sit with me on my throne as i did my father that's why you have to be transfigured to a different being that's why this spirit is coming to us the angel of kavod this spirit rested on christ it says the spirit of the lord is upon me he has anointed me the spirit, the angel of kavod is the spirit of the lord the spirit of prophecy this is the spirit that guided christ now the time came a time has come where the spirit is actually supposed to come and I, I actually gave you the reason why because okay let me run through it one more time when moses was in the wilderness with the, the children of israel that uh, there's a time where god told him strike the rock and the water shall flow which was a sign that through the affliction of the first messiah the blessing of the redeemed was going to flow so what happens is moses strikes the rock and the water flows then we move to the second rock where the lord tells moses speak to the rock and the water shall flow now what basically that meant was because moses was a prophet of his teacher and was there's actually a difference between the old testament prophets and the new testament prophets the old testament prophets embodied the law they were the law so they gave off the law so what most moses didn't understand was that him striking the rock twice implied that the messiah was supposed to be struck twice before the blessing of the redeemed flowed i remember we began this year by 
the Lord released the word this year where I said the blessing of the redeemed, the blessing of the redeemed is actually going to begin to flow from this year. So when Moses struck the road twice, it meant that the second Messiah had to be smitten twice. And we know that someone cannot be smitten twice. We already see that the, 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 the root of David has been smitten for him to, to loosen the seals, to unlock the book, to usher us into a New Testament. Because remember the Lord said, when I was talking about the Gemini twins, he said that they will usher you in. That means both of these twins had to be slain. So what? that's why the Lord had to release both of these spirits to get slain, to usher us into the final testament, into the final kingdom. That's why each of these spirits, we need to understand. That's why in the later on it says in Isaiah 11, let's go to Isaiah 11, where the angel of Kavod, it says that, and there shall come forth the road out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. I remember I said that the road, in this, this scripture actually entails Jesse, the stem of Jesse, the road that comes out of the stem of Jesse, and then the branch that grows out of his roots. You get these are four to five persons that exist within that one, within that statement. And we're going to look at each of these persons in depth. Then verse 2 says, And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Now, this is actually what I'm talking about the spirit of the Lord. This is the angel of Kavod, because this angel comes back with you get. So the first spirit actually deals with is is uh, one of the twins who comes in the name of the Lord. And then when these twins come, they fight. That's actually the great right hand of Makom. And then it says that the Messiah shall come and the saints with him. Now, when the Messiah is coming, the Messiah comes with the spirit of the Lord resting upon him. But let me show you the time when the Messiah is actually conceived. That is in Malachi. Let's go to the book of Malachi. And, and I want to actually go much deeper into this. So it says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. The Lord whom ye seek. Remember that the, the Jews were actually seeking the Messiah, son of David, who was going to rescue them from their enemies. So it says, The Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Remember, I told you the temple of God is actually is actually the eternal king, the being himself. It says, even the messenger of the covenant. Now, we, we all know who the messenger of the covenant is. The covenant. It says, whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller soap. And we shall get much deeper into this. But remember, this scripture is actually has been attributed to John the Baptist so many times together with the scripture of the voice that crieth out in the wilderness. And uh, uh, that is something I won't get into right now because it's a bit deep and there, there are a lot of corrections to be made there as to what we perceive as that scripture. But for now, I would love to stop here and say that we shall continue uh, when the Lord leads about on the angel of the Kavod and the Kavod, the face of God. And we shall look at the difference and the test, between a testam, testimony and a testament but for now, I would encourage you guys to join us this Sunday for the School of Ascension. Go to the website, schoolofascension.doric.io and register. And I will send you an email with all the details. And we shall engage more of the first soul and all the souls that exist within man. And we shall understand how we can transfigure ourselves to a different being. We shall understand how the Lord is going to baptize us with water and his spirit shall. I know the angel of Kavod will be there because the angel of Kavod is always with me and you know i'm i'm growing in 
in intimacy with her and i was just with her this morning and she was giving me a special treasure which i'm yet to to search out and and release to you so uh that is my podcast for today thank you this is uh the guardians of Oz podcast and i'm prophet michael joseph if you have any questions you can you know you can send them to me if you have any dreams visions and uh yeah you, you can send them to me on any of my social media platforms or send them to my email that is uh michael the voice five at gmail.com or on instagram at prophet michael joseph on facebook the page is called the watchtower ministries and uh, on twitter it's at prophet michael j so uh have a blessed week